What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Rafael Chadez back with you once again. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Jeff? Not much, man. I was going to wait. I was going to let it go until the fucking vocals kicked in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it took almost yeah. 50 seconds. So I wasn't going to let it play for a whole minute and us get fucked again. So <laughs> here we yeah. are. Yeah. Copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, we already lost. Already lost an episode on SoundCloud because of that whole fucking debacle. It's the last time I'll play a Schoolboy Q song. Was that me? No, that was me when uh, I played that fucking song off the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, okay. The are you the Schoolboy Q ten? I played that fucking song for like episode one hundred and nine, and it got flagged. I wonder what it is, because I think you're allowed like 30 seconds, but I'm not sure exactly. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not a lawyer. Not a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I put a little, uh, I I don't know if you saw um, in the download, but I put the the link for the YouTube page, or for your YouTube page for the fight, or with the, uh, after the bell the other night, so that. I I saw the picture. Was that it? No, I uh, when I posted the show on SoundCloud, I I linked the your I, I went and copied the YouTube. Oh, link okay, okay. And put it in the description so that it would and it, when you go out, like I looked at it on my iTunes, and if you click the the link comes up in blue, so you can click it and it'll take you to the page. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'll, I'm gonna keep doing cool. that. I'm gonna keep doing that for all our uh, for all our awesome shits. I added the average Joe's uh, thing on there too. Nice. I saw the logo. I saw the logo. Yeah, the logo. yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I was. I'll I was, do a better job. It's just that. I. I, I think it looks fine, is man. Weird. It gives. It gives you three boxes, so I cut myself out. I'm like, but right. I, with, I was. At, I was at the bottom. Yeah. When when we're on with Ryan, I'm sure it's probably really hard for you to go with going back and forth. So. No, no. I. I it's just a lot easier. But then I got a. It's just like a three person window, and it's all weird. Yeah. Like, cause I'm at the bottom by myself, and it's like a lot of open space. So I can just transition between me and then YouTube. Yeah, I thought from what I – I mean, I'm only like halfway through watching it on YouTube. Um, yeah. But I think it looks good. I think the way you go, go back and forth with the cameras is fine. It's funny. So I like when I was watching it, when you when I got on the call with you, it was just you. So that's why I said to you, I'm looking at you in two different screens. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Fatty. Yeah, get this joint Maddie, fired up. Act like I haven't been smoking weed all day because I've been smoking weed all day. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I need a fucking vacation. <laughs> you do. <coughs> Bro, <coughs> you do need a vacation. <coughs> I mean, you're going to get a vacation next weekend because I'm coming to town, and that's a vacation in itself. <laughs> I don't think so, Jeff. Damn, bro. Not I even. Take my host... I take my hosting duties very, very seriously. I just meant that you get to you get to chill, and, and we get to have a good time. We get to go watch a fight instead of having to do a podcast about a fight. I know you take your hosting very seriously. 
You guys can't so no see no weeks the, off, brother. You can't see no the, weeks off. You can't see the face that I feel. Well, no, we're not taking a week off because we're still gonna podcast on on Friday from your house. So and maybe Saturday pre fight or post fight. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, who knows? The only thing I know is I'm going to Chicago for the weekend. That's it. That's the only thing I know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go smoke a joint on Lakeshore Drive. I'm gonna eat some Reco Bennies. Um, I don't know. Some other shit. I'm gonna watch people punch each other in the face. I'm gonna be the only guy in the crowd not wearing a full heel podcast shirt. <laughs> <laughs> be a fun time i'm looking forward to it man i really am i'm excited to come hang out with you (coughs) like that's i'm most excited about (coughs) above all else is just coming to chill with you see all these fucking toys in real life for once all the on my figs yeah go like this and hand you a joint (laughs) instead of you just watching me smoke this thing like i hear Raphael. You hit it. Like I got weak too. It's not like I don't smoke over here. Well, I know that, but yeah. we don't have to smoke by ourselves. We can pass it back and forth. Yeah. Um, dude, I didn't know Hot Rags sold pieces. Who? Hot Rags? You guys don't have those stores in the malls? No. Like I, before, I, I would go in there. And it, I guess it was hippie esque, and they would sell like incense and shit. But it was more uh, shirts. It was just like shirts, like a bunch of shirts, like band shirts and just like crazy shirts. And I went with my nephews to the mall and we went in the hot rags. And then there's like a back section with like the beat it off area. And like, <laughs> okay, like, I got hey. you now. They're like, you can go back there. And I'm like, what? And like, I didn't even think about it because, you know, it was the mall. And then uh, I go back there and like my nephews notice it right away. They're like, they have bongs. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like, I, like, you guys don't see my bong every day. I just thought it was weird that the, like the mall had like fucking okay. We like, used pipes and pieces of shit. <laughs> old old Muskegon Mall, the store still exists now, but the old Muskegon Mall used to have a store called Insanities, and it was kind of like hot rags. It sounds like mm-hmm. basically it was like a Spencer's sort of like they had band T-shirts and in, like you said incense and posters and stuff like that. But then they had in the old mall. It was the stairway to heaven. <laughs> and it was these steps that went up to this upstairs room, and that's where they sold fucking dildos and pipes and bongs and whatever. And then oh. when the mall when the mall closed, Insanity's found a permanent fucking place. And they, but that was like Muskegon's original head shop, but nobody goes there anymore because now we have legit head shops that don't buy recycled Chinese glass mm-hmm. and try to sell you recycled Chinese glass at regular high glass prices yeah that sucks don't buy recycled chinese glass kids i haven't been to a lot of the shops here i bet there's a lot of really cool shops i just haven't explored or looked for them it's just i just stumbled across this little one i was like what the fuck they had the i think i just want to get it to get the death star grinder they had like a darth vader head grinder there's some like cool looking grinders and some cheap pieces, like, not expensive, yeah. thick glass that look like they're all right. I'm gonna take a look at them more next time. They weren't that expensive, so. dude. The gas station across the street from me sells fucking bongs and pipes now. Like, there's a whole little plexiglass display case 
full of fucking pipes and fucking bongs and shit like that for like tw- under 20 bucks. I know they're shit. They're just shit pieces, but yeah, it's just funny to me that the yeah, hood. Mine's not, my the my hood piece that I hit's not that great of a piece. The bong's <laughs> nice. It's a roar shit. Yeah, your bong is my my fucking bowl is is like pretty good hand blown. Mm-hmm. Um, made in probably made here in Muskegon, if not just in Michigan. Period. So I don't know, but I can tell recycled Chinese glass pretty fucking f- quickly. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know a lot of glass blowers? <clears throat> yes and no. Like I know a few people around here. I know people that know glass blowers and shit. So I've I've learned about shit from them. But okay. I don't know any. I just think that's pretty cool. I was wanting to meet one so they can make me a cool ass piece, custom piece for on the cheaps because that's just expensive. That's art. Yeah. No, I do. I do know some some fucking a couple of blowers. There's some good ones. Yeah. Some good some fucking artists out there that make some some pieces, but those are really worth that money. I remember going into head shops that didn't wind up making it just because they had such expensive and extravagant pieces on campus. It was like, what are you guys thinking? Bro. <laughs> like, no one's going to buy this shit. The head... It was like pieces with, like, an eye in the center where the yeah. water was and, like, like a badass-looking eye, like, held up, like, on fucking, and, like, bones and shit and, like, spikes. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, badass shit. Like, but $1,000 bongs and Dude. they're on the college campus and who the fuck's going to buy them? My the head shop that I talk about all the time here, down the street from me, um, where I buy everything. <coughs> they have very expensive fucking glass pieces, and I know glass heads. Like I, some of my friends, friends in air quotes, or people I know, you know they they're mad just fucking trying to get these crazy expensive rigs, mm. and I'm like, why, dude? Why? I I keep I keep my bong away. I only bring it out when people ask because the only reason I do say yes when they ask if they can hit the bong is because I don't want to be an asshole. But I never I never really bring it up and I never try to bring it out just because I've seen too many bongs break and I've I I, I don't want mine to break. I, I just don't want mine to break. It's a roar. It was kind of pricey. I got it on a price. I got it kind of cheap because my friend buys stuff uh, impulsively and then tries to sell it on Craigslist. So when he was trying to sell it on Craigslist, I'm like, sell it to me. I'm like, I need a bong. And I was working overtime at the time. So boom, scooped up a cheap bong from him. But I I never like, like, especially if there's like four or five of us, like, even if you're going to be super careful, these guys are drinking and shit like that. Someone's going to swat it over off the table. Dish. I don't even have carpet. So that's already another like fucking that's even more impact just on hard floor. So I try to keep it out. If it's two people, I, I, I'll bring it out. But, like, after two people, I think it just becomes a liability and it's going to break. It has more chances of falling. Yeah. You're passing it around a lot more. Yep. A lot more people are grabbing it. It's just too many many variables, man. I get it. Yeah. Well, I can can make you a promise. I will not ask you to get your bong out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh no! I'll bring it out so you can hit it. Well, that's if you if you want to to get it out and smoke it, like I'm not gonna tell you no. I'll fucking hit it, but I'm not gonna be like, yo, do you get that bong out? Because bongs I wasn't saying it just so I don't bring it out. But. Bongs, well, bongs just it's not really my thing. 
Like, yeah. I mean, I'll do it, obviously. I mean, if you wanted to smoke out of your bong, I'm not going to be like, fuck that, dude. But I'm not going to be like, yo, man, we should smoke out of that bong. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to pack a bowl or I'm going to twist one up real quick. Yeah, I just like smoking weed. That's right. why people are like, why do you like hitting the bowl? I'm like, it's kind of efficient. And sometimes it's just me. Most of the time it's just me. And it takes zero to no time because I don't have to roll. So, boom. Like Grind, good. stuff, light. You'll see the me fastest, fucking... The fastest. Just twist. Yeah, you're fast at it. I, it. It takes me a little bit longer, but I, I'm, gain, I'm gaining speed. It, it's it just, just comes with precision. Yeah, it just yeah, exactly. comes with practice. comes with practice. Yeah. And my weed's getting cheaper, so I might, you know... Who knows? I might start smoking more joints. I'm a perfectionist, so like I take the time to like make sure because I hate when joints run. I get pissed. Yeah. Well, I get pissed at myself. Like if you roll, if somebody rolls a joint and it runs, I'm not gonna be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Oh no, you should tell them that. But I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> you should like, I, dude. It started from rolling blunts, man, because I got to where I could purl it, and that motherfucker, you barely, other than there being a tip in the bottom of it, like it'd be almost. Almost couldn't tell that it was ever broken down. No blunts in here, baby. I don't smoke. I'm not a regular blunt smoker. I'm just saying this is where, this is where my OCD about the perfection yeah. of my shit so I, came from. I, I started learning with blunts too. I, I I don't know. I I gave up just because there was there was glass always around. People were like, oh, you got lucky. You you got brought up with glass, like smoking with glass. And that's because I smoke later and I smoke in college, so we had a place to smoke. And people had glass because now we could just leave it laying around instead of, oh, shit, now we have to roll up a blunt and smoke with our homies and, like, ride around. No, now we had, like, a chill spot at college, so we there was glass. We still smoked blunts in my house. Oh, yeah, they still smoked blunts, but, like, it was because I think it was a nostalgia thing. It's like, oh, like, oh, it was a cool thing to do. In my opinion, that's what I think it is. It, it, it... See, for for us and even, like, my friends that are a couple years older than me, it was out of partially out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was at first, but I think now it is a I want to be cool thing because they don't need to do it. Or or because we had such it was out of necessity because the weed wasn't that good and you needed a blunt to get fucking high. And it was also because <clears throat> you got so many heads. Well, a lot of us that and a lot of us had a lot of us had a ton of weed back then because it was cheap, because it wasn't that good. Mm. So you could get a QP for fucking on a on a real good price, and so you just had a fuck ton of weed, and you're like, oh, okay, let's roll some blunts, and that's what I did. I rolled blunts. Mm, I, I at first I I think I was just forced to smoke them, and I I detested them. They, and then they hit you in the throat really harsh. It's yeah. Just... No, that's true. They are harsh as fuck on your throat. Like yeah. now, now, like I, I know the day after I smoke a blunt, like usually my fucking throat hurts. And if I smoke more than one blunt in a night, pff, back Dude, in the day, we, we used to I don't smoke know how like the five fuck or we used six. To do it. Yeah. Eight. Yes. Yeah, six. Eight. Like eight. I think it was a max, but I think we we used to do like six. We smoked Usually. 15 at a festival once. Oh, no. First day no. on Mushrooms and Drunk, we smoked 15 blunts. That's ridiculous. Goddamn near everything, because we pre-rolled a shitload of them, so it was yeah. like everything we fucking had as far as pre-rolls. Yeah. 
fucking stupid is what it was. Stupid. We was yeah, we used, to, we used to get uh, cheap uh, pounds of, of Reggie's. So we used to mm-hmm. just fucking... That, that's how I learned how to roll my blunts. Because that's how these everybody guys, did. Uh, yeah, one time it was just like... They bought a bunch of packs and they're like, we're going to teach our, uh, Rafa how to roll. And I'm like, all right, cool. So they just gave me uh, like a pack and they're like, go ahead and start rolling. So like one was like all stupid crooked. The second one was a little bit better. And they're like, <laughs> you could see the progression of how shitty it was in like, what, four or five blunts. And we had a couple guys do it. So we had just a bunch of fucking blunts. Yep. But no more. I, the, these guys... Some some don't like it that I that I don't like blunts. They're like, oh, you smoke them. I'm like, yeah, because you guys fucking roll them, you fucking assholes. Well, of course I'll smoke them. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm I don't want them. Like I don't right. want them. Like that's I'd not my not choice. It's not yeah. my it's not my go to when I smoke. Yeah, I I don't not like, like it. it used to be. Like pfft, I couldn't roll a joint until, besides with a with a joint roller, little um the little machine that, not the yeah. ones that like you pack in and push forward but just you kind of fill it up put your yeah the cigarette rollers yeah the cigarette rollers the little the little handheld ones that's uh, how i used to roll joints dude those are sick they are good um they roll they're too the joints are too small though for me now because i can roll fucking fingers with my goddamn fingers did you ever see the blunt size roller yeah i had one yeah my, one of my friends had one so i had one it was shitty because yeah. they would just roll i could roll I could roll a better blunt than that fucking machine could. Oh, nice. Yeah, because they just would be super thin. They'd be tiny. Yeah. No matter how much weed you packed in there, it just fucking packed down into like a into a pinner. My cousin uses a, a joint roller now because he's like rolling in cars on the road all the time because of work. <clears throat> so it's just easier than trying to roll freehand. And uh, so we smoke those, but they're just they're tiny. You can't get big joints. And if I'm like, if I'm gonna smoke a blunt's worth of weed, I'm not gonna smoke a little fucking. Let's put less than half of a gram into a fucking blunt, and it's all paper. Yeah, nah, man. I saw the king size raw papers at uh, Hot Rags. Dude, raw raw sells these. The they sell pre rolled cones, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they sell these packages of pre rolled cones that are in different sizes. It's like the, they call it the party pack. And there's, like, a normal one, a bigger one, one that fits, like, up to about a quarter. And then the big one. We, is we, the Sunday cone? It's giant. Is we, it the Sunday cone one? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's literally the Sunday cone bottom? Almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, oh, God, I think I deleted the pictures. But um, we did one when I worked at the dispensary one day. Like, I rolled it up, and we packed – over 10 a half, grams. No. <laughs> More? Over. It was over a half ounce in that thing. And I and I could have put more in it because it was kind of loose in spots. You guys are assholes. We smoked that whole motherfucking thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude. exactly. You guys are assholes. We're struggling over here. Holy shit. Yeah, motherfucking mo- mo- smoking cones. We were, I mean, we were in a dispensary. We had pounds of weed everywhere. You know how, how furious I get when I see guys like... I'm doing a one gram dab real quick. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, I'm doing a no fucking gram dab over here. No dabs for Raph. Just good weed, I guess. Yeah, and they're just like, Oh, man, I've watched watched motherfuckers take one gram dabs. 
I won't yeah. do it. I've done half grams. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. I used to take snappers in college where we would pack the bong, like the the ball all the way, and we would just fucking try to kill it in one hit. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm, I'm good on not that. Full, I just, not I, full I, to the I'm max. I'm not playing that game anymore. I just want to get high. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything. <laughs> like, just give me the joint. I'll, I'll take a couple hits. Puff, puff, pass. Here you go. Pass it around. I'll go. I'll go. I'll keep smoking. I won't stop. But I'm done with all that gravity bong and all that crazy fucking all that crazy shit. Dabs are where it's at, man. Dude, they you dab all the time on your little. I do. Not all the time, but my, my well, nectar yeah, collector. Yeah, your nectar collector. I've done it a couple times on the show. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, I can, with this thing, this thing doesn't take big dabs. Like I can make mm-hmm. a gram of oil last for a long time with with that fucking nectar collector. Where my, like my... taking them on a regular dab rig where you just break off a piece of shatter and you're like, man, that looks good. <laughs> you know, who knows? Who knows what's how much? My dealer's told me a couple of times, and she showed. She's actually let me take a hit because she's got the pen, like a badass, badass pen, like a thicker, fatter pen. Yeah. Where you drop shatter and you drop crumble in it, and she's yeah. had crumble and she's had shatter. And she's like, I get yeah. this too. I've had some. And I'm of like, those. bitch, I'm like, don't be showing that some shit to me. Well, I'll fucking punch you in the face and take it right now. <laughs> no, I have to get a new dealer, so I don't do it. I've discovered that. Well, so. Now, like I was now, I don't feel as bad that I'm missing UFC Detroit or Chicago because um, the same day before I go to that concert, I think I'm going to the Cannabis Cup. Shit, I might be missing it too, dude. I got a fucking hundred forty dollar ticket for what? Parking in the commercial zone, fucking going downtown, thinking I was parking all right, bro. And that's a parking ticket for ten minutes, bro. $140. That's expensive. Uh, dude, the, the only upside, and it's not really an upside, the only good thing that I was doing was I've been working overtime, so I just can't buy figures or, like, do anything that I want to do. Like, I can just hang out with my nephews and take off this week. Just pay my bills this week and just take it off and then uh, pay, pay off the t- You'll still be able to get tickets to UFC. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll sell out anytime quick. No. but uh, And I hear they're pretty cheap, too, so. That's a, that's another upside. You haven't looked. It's just gonna delay me another week. So should at least look so you know how much you got to fucking pull together. Well, I still have I have to pay the one forty. I know I have to pay that this because it's it it says it by the like I have a week from when I got it, so I have by Sunday to pay it off. So I, I I'm not looking at tickets yet because I was just gonna buy them this Friday because they right. came out last Friday. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna buy them this week. And then I got the ticket on Sunday, and I'm like, oh, I guess I have to wait another week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that blows, yeah, dude. That's what I get for being a fucking high dumbass and not paying attention a lot more. Especially downtown. I should know better. Parking downtown is a no. Like, don't do it. If you have to go downtown, don't. <laughs> I won't. Stay on the outskirts and walk in. I won't. I won't. Yeah, you get $140 tickets, dude, for park- parking for 10 minutes on a Sunday. In a commercial parking area. Who the fuck does business on a fucking goddamn Sunday, huh? Who's doing deliveries? Tell me, Jeff. I don't know. Like pizza, a fucking cock slap. Pizza places? Oh, you might be right. Sorry, pizza place. It's 10 minutes, bro. You could have gone around the corner. Yeah, I would have been gone. I went in and out. I went in to check a store if they had a figure. They didn't have the figure. I came out and left. 
Oh, so there's like parking spots just for delivery people in Chicago? Well, um, this was like downtown, downtown. So like everything is fucking business, business downtown. Yeah. So, but there's there was a pay for parking, and then I guess I parked in the spot right behind it where it was commercial parking, like only for fucking business people, I guess, to fucking go do their business and on a fucking Sunday. Horse, I don't know. Horse shit. Somebody yeah. just had a heart. No, it's it's a hundred percent the city of Chicago. What we like to call it as Crook County. Mm-hmm. We live in Cook County. Yep, yep. We call yep. it Crook County because they fucking they're like robbing us because they of everything. They like anything and everything they can do to fucking rape us in the butt. Because they learn. You from guys want to breathe? Ten dollars. Like what the fuck? <laughs> this is downtown air. Like what the- <laughs> you don't get to breathe our air for free. Yeah. Like what? I don't know, man. So. Since I, uh, I meant to tell you this earlier, but because I don't know if you ever watch it, but um, since I renewed to watch WrestleMania <laughs> for the month, it was already paid for, or whatever. So, um, I've been using the network a little bit, but I've been watching the Legends of Wrestling series that they have where they do the big round table. Have you ever watched that on the network? All, I've seen a couple of them, just not all of them. There's a lot of really good ones. I used to watch it back when I had the network years ago, and then. <clears throat> Dave got it all. We basically had the network on Plex because he pirated everything. Um, okay. But it was on there too. But dude, it, it's really good. There's some really good ones because uh, the cast kind of rotates a little bit between. And there's been different guys. There's some Piper's on some, uh, Flair's on a few, Jim Ross is on a good majority of them. Mick Foley. I saw the APA one. The one with uh, the Godfather, Farouk. And I no, wait, wait, wait. That's a different thing. That's that. That's that's the one that JBL's hosting now. I'm talking okay. about the old one before that. That was actually called Legend, not not Legends with JBL or something. This this is called Legends of Wrestling, where they would sit down and talk, but not at the table. It's it's not with JBL though. Okay. This this was like this series was way before that whole JBL thing. I think that's where they kind of stole it from. But this one would be hosted by uh, sometimes Jim hosts them. Gene was on them. I, think I they, definitely check them out. Yeah, then. check them out, dude. They're they're old. Like they started doing these in like 2007 or whatever. They stopped in like 2012. <laughs> Lawler's on a few, uh, but there's like the original ones. The first few like talked about specific wrestlers' careers. Like there was one with uh, Slaughter and and Piper, Ric Flair. Uh, Hogan and and just got one, you know, and then and then they started branching off into different topics. So like, there's one on factions, there's one on tag teams, there's one that was just about the NWO that Kevin Nash is on. Um, there's like one about hardcore. Rivalries, like there, there's but there's just a shit ton of really good stuff. Wrestling in Canada, wrestling in the South. Um. Yeah, I recommend watching it, dude. It's really good. Yeah, because I've I've definitely gone back and just watched the pay per views, pay per views themselves, like from back in the day. Yeah, from early on W. But I haven't seen like their special specials. I've seen some of them, just not a bunch of them. Yeah, look for this. It's it's called Legends of Wrestling, and there's like 18 episodes or something. All right, I'll check an episode out. I'll check out the NWO one probably. Yeah, that's a good one. New World Order. <laughs> 
Well, what you say we uh let's let's get into this breakdown. Let's do it, baby. I mean, really, it's like kind of the second breakdown because we talked about a a good portion of the card um, on Saturday on the After the Bell Swapcast with Fly and Ryan, the fight killer. But, uh, yeah, finally I got to go back now and, and watch all the fights on my TV and not in the bar or while I was in the shower <coughs> getting ready, so... Uh, yeah, Justin Gagey and Dustin Poirier put on a fucking war. Uh, Poirier getting the knockout early in the fourth round. Uh, what was it, a straight left or a straight right? I think I'm not exactly, I don't exactly remember what it was, I just saw it too. I don't remember the exact punch either, I just did too, but I don't remember. Yeah, but... It shook Justin. At first, it didn't look like it, but when when Gaethje went to was like uh, to escape, kind of like to just move away, his legs weren't responding, and you see him mm-hmm. kind of just like have the stanky leg. Yeah, he does the stanky leg a lot, and then mm-hmm. this time his legs just gave out. Yeah, and Poirier just uh, went up for the kill, and kind of got it. He put he, he he put it on him, and was where he was landing a lot of clean shots. I agree with the stoppage. Oh yeah, I do too. I do too. Um... The it was just so weird how it went down because like we talked about on Saturday, you know, Justin was was really putting it on Poirier in the third until that uh the last eye poke. Mm-hmm. Then they took the point away. They took the point away, but but I thought going in between the rounds, watching it live, that, that the fourth round was when uh Poirier was going down. Between his, well, yeah, between no, his it, leg and how much yeah. you know Justin had boxed him up, it, it, it looked like that. It looked like ju- it looked like Justin was being Justin. It looked like he was going to come out berserker, land his shots, take out your fucking leg, put money in the bank till later on, and absorb your shots, shell up, and um, it, it it looked strong for Poirier. The first two I had for Poirier. Third round, I would have had it, I would have had it for Gaethje, but I had it draw because they took the point away. Yep. And I thought that's where Justin was either going to take off with it, and it was either going to be a draw or they were going to give it to Justin depending on the scorecards, or he was either going to uh, stop Dustin because of the leg kicks. <coughs> or, yeah. I, he he started those leg kicks early, and it was early and often. Oh, dude, he's, he's, he had like five within the first twenty seconds. Yeah, he was just kicking the shit out of his leg right from the jump. Yeah, and I noticed today watching it back, like especially in the first two rounds or so, first round and a half maybe, like uh, Dustin was throwing a lot of shots, but he wasn't landing cleanly. Like like Justin was covering up his face, and a lot of the punches were bouncing off his forearms and and hands and stuff. So it wasn't getting, he wasn't really getting hit clean. But then all of a sudden he just stopped guarding his face and I, as we talked about he's got zero head movement anyway yeah and he just became a punching bag yeah, for he Poirier just... and kind of like he he was Poirier was missing a lot of them but I think what happened was Gaethje was sticking in there so much he was allowing Poirier to pick his shots and actually start landing some very devastating shots that did start doing some damage but no you're right he was missing them but then Gaethje Gaethje had the opportunity to escape, and he never took that opportunity. 
well, he as never, much as he should have. He never escapes. He's going to stand in there and yeah, stand in there and take you. And that, that's the thing. There was a lot of times where he was just taking a lot of damage, and then Dustin was out of there before Gaethje would re-engage, because he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to give Gaethje that opportunity to be hit me, hit me, hit me, and then let's see what you got. Which Gaethje was. Gaethje was going to take the damage and try to give him his, but Dustin was like, "I'm not dumb. I'm gonna." <laughs> yeah, I just I can't believe he didn't. Didn't I mean good on just or Dustin for for hanging in there on the leg kiss because I thought for sure he was going to finish him that way. Yeah, uh, you could see after the, the second round they have both of his legs up and they're icing the fuck out of him yeah. and they're massaging the hell out of him. Yep, and I, I think he even bends over after that round because he's taken so many he's like ah like he's, he's already yeah. And he was in, lean, in the third lean, round he's having mobility problems. Yeah, he was leaned back, slumped back into the cage. I didn't notice it the first time through between the second and third, um, but I brought it up Saturday from between the third and the fourth because that's when I saw it when I was watching it on my phone. Was That's when I noticed it, and I was like, holy shit. And then the fact that he came out in the fourth early as hell in the round and finished him, I was like, what is going on? No, I, I was noticing the, the light kicks. I just, yeah, but that, that it, it was... It was crazy how Dustin was able to turn it on and, and finish something like that. Well, he landed a really nice shot. Yeah, caught him on the button, and I think he just he just found out how to time him, and he he caught him coming in trying to get his, he caught him when Dustin was trying to get his, or Justin was trying to get his shot in, and he got him straight down the pipe. Justin coming in, him going, it just fucking it was a perfect combo because H's got a chin, man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. But like we said Saturday too, you know. Something's got to change. Like you got to, you got to change something in your strategy, bro. It's not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Um, probably the Alvarez rematch for Poirier. It seems most likely that's what should happen because uh, Tony Ferguson's out. Yeah. Uh, Connors. Who knows. Uh, oh, Poirier's not in the title fucking conversation right now. That's just not even like they're, no, they're he, he, They have been putting him in there. They they can put him in there. Air quotes all they want. There's three yeah. names in that title fucking conversation, and that is it. And maybe maybe a fourth, but not even now because Connor doesn't have the belt. So three guys. It's fucking Habib, obviously, fucking Tony and Connor. Those are the only three names that are going to be batted about for this fucking title. Because they got to make money with it. And that's all that makes sense. When Connor had the belt still, you could have thrown Diaz in there. Because that we trilogy might, is still laying we might, around. We might get the Dustin fight just by the time ever, all that other stuff pans out. Because Tony's out. Connor might have a lot of legal troubles where he won't be able to fight. Because he doesn't want to fight with the distraction. So he might wait till that's over if it takes longer than expected. They're not going to go to court with that shit. He's going to settle it. He's going to throw money well, he's at gonna, He's going to have to. He, he has to settle it eventually because if it goes to court, he's going to lose because he did all that shit. Well, no, he doesn't want it to go to court because then he gets a felony. Well, well yeah, that's why. And if he loses, he he can't come back. He, his green card's gone. Yeah. It's, he can still fight. It's just going to make it very – it's going to make it a lot more difficult. Hmm. Because he's not an American citizen, I think he'll still be able to. But, um, but it's just – Habib's not going to – take a fight with Poirier what's the what's the money advantage for him he wants to get paid he's a champ he wants that champ money 
the UFC can can throw fancy little things names around that Poirier is entitled to, but it, there's he's got too many things in front of him. One being that fight with Eddie Alvarez that's got to get squared up before either one of them are going to fight for a title. Um, you know, Kevin Lee and Edson Barboza, that winner is going to try to chirp into the mix, but realistically, like no matter what we want and how we think it's going to go, it's three names and that's it. Until until the fight happens between either Ferguson and Nurmaga, or yeah, Ferguson and Nurmagomedov, or Nurmagomedov and Connor, nobody else is gonna fucking fight for that belt. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Habib wants to stay inactive that that long. He's gonna. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna be inactive for a little while anyway because he's off for Ramadan. Yeah, but Tony's going to be out for a while. Did you see his zipper fucking scar? I did. He's going to be out for a while. They filleted his ass. Yeah, because he tore it completely off of the bone. They had to. They're going to get the shit worked out. Connor will fight. It's going to happen. It's probably going to be September. It's probably going to be in Russia. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm just saying I, I see there being a lot of obstacles for those other fights, and I think for them, it'll be easier to put together one of these fights. I, I want, I want, I want Poirier and Alvarez. I wanted it before this one. It's not about easier though. It's about what makes money. We we've, we've seen that a hundred thousand times already. It's not about what's most logical. Rankings don't really matter for shit because they don't even fucking put them there. It it it's it's what fight's gonna make money. And this whole, I, I guarantee you before before July, I'll, I'll give it I'll give it till July. I was gonna go with June originally, but by July, this whole thing with Connor and the felonies in Brooklyn will be done and settled out of court. Because his lawyers are gonna be fucking hollering at Kiasa's lawyers, and all right. Here, here's going to be the biggest payday you've ever gotten because we know you haven't gotten a good payday in the fucking cage. So here you go. Sorry that you got cut in the head. Here's your fight purse that you were supposed to get for that, the possible win bonus, and we'll throw a couple mil on top of it. No, I, I hope you're right because I want to see either one of those fights. Dustin, because Portier is going to get defeated. He's going to get destroyed, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just obstacles. There's And there's no obstacles over here. It's, I don't know. I. I it's too, it, but that in itself is an obstacle because it's an obstacle. It's a negative obstacle for the business, and they are about trying to make money. And Dustin Poirier ain't making you money. I think selling him and Habib who who that don't sell. That don't sell, and they need that belt to make them money. I mean, even <laughs> really, I don't even think the sales would have been that high, as high as what we would want it to be, even from based on the excitement for the fight between Habib and Tony. I don't think it was gonna. I don't. I doubt it would have broke seven, eight hundred thousand buys. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably wouldn't even you're have done right. that. It's probably gonna be between four and five because like Cormier can't even break 
600 buys, 600,000 buys. And Kevin Gus was like his top, and that was like 550. Except when he fights John Jones. But <clears throat> so even that's even that's not a money making realistic money making fight for them. It's, a, it's, a, it's the devil's advocate thing, man. I think Poirier is definitely should be in the conversation. Personally, he's up there, but I I think he's got to get through. I think him and Alvarez got to square that shit out first. I I don't think I don't think he should be up there, but I think he's up there because of lack of contenders because of legal troubles and because of injuries and because of a held up division. But I think his name is just up there because. Well, I mean, that top... he's, he's got, he's gotten some wins, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to put him against the heavy wrestler guy. And he's not going to, he's not going to be, he's not going to fare well. Look what happened with Michael Johnson. If you put him against, uh, we got knocked out by Michael Johnson. Yeah. But I mean, that fight didn't last that long. But if you look look at the top in the top five though, really, in light heavy or in lightweight, I think every guy considerably, you know, had each guy could fight for the title, basically. I mean, Connor obviously, Tony obviously, Eddie Alvarez has been a champion. Edson Barboza's been on a fucking was on a run till he fought Habib. And he's still a fucking murderer. Um, yeah, but ev- everyone knows his Achilles heel. Everyone's known how to beat him. It's always been the same thing with him. True, but you're still always just a fucking kick away from going to sleep. That's that's what makes Barboza dangerous, and his his a lot of well, things has evolved. In, in that case, then everyone has a puncher's chance. Then too, that's what everyone says. Factual. I'm not arguing that either, but I'm just saying like his major kink has been wrestling and it always has been wrestling. Yes, but he took, but he he took him, he has, he has, he took a major step as far as his ground game and stuff went from when he lost to Ferguson to getting beat by Habib, comparing what Habib did to him to any other fight is not fair because Habib's wrestling is goddamn head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. Like, that's just a phenom as far as getting you to the ground and keeping you there. But um, his his wrestling takedown defense and stuff has gotten a lot better. He trains in a good camp that's wrestling heavy. He went against, he, you know, his, his loss to Tony. Yeah. He got, but he took Tony down twice. And then the second one is when Tony caught him. And like Tony I said, likes, t- Tony likes going to the ground. Though. Tony, but Tony lets you try to get a takedown so he can get or get you into the front headlock series. We've gone through that a hundred times as Darces and fucking Anacondas mm-hmm. and shit. The front headlock, it all comes from being a wrestler. Tony liked running the front headlock series uh, when he was in high school too, high school and college. He ran a lot of moves off the front headlock series. So it was just a natural fit for him. <laughs> but Barboza has an underrated ground game as far as his wrestling, his jujitsu, stuff like that. But he's just much more dominant as a striker. And has the nastiest leg kicks and or nastiest kicks in the game. 
but Poirier Poirier presents problems and areas for for different people. But I I I don't think he he's going to win a championship. But yeah. Oh no, I I don't think he ever, I don't think he ever gets no, the title. No, but I think he could work his if he beats Ed, if him and Eddie fight, he can work his way into possibly getting into title contention. Because at some point, when they figure it all out. The best thing that can happen for Dustin is that Conor McGregor wins, gets beats, gets a title shot against Habib, and and gets Habib. Because then you kind of got a story, yeah, a little bit. You got the history. He can they can try to build off that to give. Oh yeah, the the rematch, the, the rematch, the yeah, comeback, yeah, the the chance for redemption for for Poirier. Man, if you look at that division, Tony Ferguson looks like. He looks like a monster there. Him and Khabib. To tell you the truth, I don't think anyone beats him or Khabib. I, I think the fight is between them and Khabib. I think Connor gets taken down by Khabib. I think Connor can be taken by Ferguson. Be taken down. But can they get in? I don't think he knocks them out. I don't think he knocks them out with one hit. We we we've seen Alvarez get uh we've seen him get hurt with a we we've seen him get hurt multiple times with a punch. It's just Connor has that killer instinct as well. He hurt him and he he jumped on him. I don't think he hurts Tony or Khabib like he hurt Alvarez. Oh, I think he can hurt Tony like he hurt Alvarez. Well, yeah, if he gives him his chin. But I don't think they come in like unexpectedly not being able to take one of those shots. It's not even him giving him his chin. It's just Connor being that fucking good of a striker to be able to either counter strike and catch you or throw that shot preventatively before you as you're trying to come in. And Habib, <laughs> he's he's got such a much longer reach on Habib because Habib's so much shorter <laughs> that it's going to make it a lot easier for him to catch him with an uppercut or something on him trying to come in to fucking get that shot. I don't think we see that get off the floor with Habib. He's got to get – I mean, it, it's got to get to the floor first. Right, well, we saw it with Mendez, and Mendez is a small – He's small for his division, and he got him down. And he was on short notice. On a blown-out knee. Connor had a torn ACL going into that fight. That he told nobody about. Because he was, he was training for it. He was fucking training for Jose Aldo on that blown-out knee. And then the fight got... Or Aldo got hurt, and he was like, I'm not going to cancel the fight. So, so yeah, you're going to get taken down with a bum knee. Especially going to get taken down with Habib, too. If Habib can get to him. No, he's going to get to him. Because Eddie Alvarez tried to get to him and didn't have very much success with it. He stuffed a lot of takedowns against him. I'm not saying Habib isn't going to be able to do it. But he's got to get inside first. And that's a tough motherfucker to get inside on. Because of his length, because of his hand speed, his kicks. The best thing that can happen to, to, for Habib is him to catch a kick. That's going to make it a lot easier for him to get a fucking cake down. Nah, I think I think Habib has a really easy time getting getting him to the ground. And I don't think he has the submissions to to submit him. 
I, I don't think I, he's got the. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he gets up if he gets him to. The, I don't think so either. I think absolutely if it gets to the ground, it's a Beeb's world. But I, like I said, it's got to get there first. I mean, he struggled. He struggled at points to take down Al. Um, he landed as many takedowns as he has in every single one of his fights against Al. I'll give you. He struggled towards the end, or, or, or no, in the beginning, but towards the end, he got him down once. But the same thing will happen, and we've seen Connor drain really easily. How long is Connor going to be able to defend against those takedowns before his cardio's gone? Before he's winded? I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it gets out. I. I think he has the power to put Nurmagomedov out. I don't know. Nurmagomedov has a fucking square head, dude. He takes shots. Oh no, man! Even that, even that hard ass shot he took from Michael Johnson—that was the cleanest shot anyone could ever have taken, and it wobbled him a little bit. That's it. And then he went back to went back to the game plan. He's like, "All right, cool." But it wasn't that devastating of a shot. It's just we had never seen that on Habib. Everyone wants to play it up like it was such a devastating shot. Yeah. <laughs> it would happen to anybody taking that clean of a shot. Then Habib's like, "All right, just keep my hands up and do the same shit I always do." I don't know, man, though. He's got that history of fucking being that guy that knocks out the dude that everybody says he's not going to knock out. It's a fight yeah, I want to see either way. I want to mm-hmm. see the fight. And it goes to the ground. That's 100% Khabib's world. It's just the question of, okay, it's not even if he can. How much damage is he going to sustain going into the attempt of trying to get to the, get to the takedown before he gets the takedown? Can he survive the damage like he's done against other people from Connor? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the biggest question. That's going to be the question of the build up to the fight. Cuz inevitably Habib's going to get him down if it if it goes that long. But how much, you know, how much damage is he going to take going into it? Mhm. I just think we have more questions with Habib as to what's Connor going to do than what's uh, Habib going to do successful. Because I think, I think ultimately it's going to be successful to take that. Ultimately, he's going to get taken down. But I'm not. I don't think it's guaranteed that he's going to knock him out. No, it's not guaranteed he's going to knock him out. It's not guaranteed at all he's going to knock him out. Like I said, it's 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 my question is it's just how much damage going into that is Habib going to get or take before he actually gets him down to the ground. <clears throat> that's all. That's the only thing I question. That's the fight that needs to happen. It's absolutely. I don't even know where we're at. Uh, we're on the second fight of the card. Yeah, we're, we're done with Poirier. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> since since we spent the last twenty minutes talking about Connor and Habib, yeah, I think we're well, done the with thing Poirier. Is, the thing is, is, this lightweight division is really fucked up. That's a, the thing. It, it's super fucked up. At least it's not held up anymore. At least now we have a champion. A champion yeah. that's gonna fight. Yeah, that that's the thing, man. I really like Connor, but like he's really like if you're an MMA fan, he kind of he's made you hate him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of made you hate him a little bit. Unless you just because it's been 500 days, and I just want to see him fight, and I don't care about the outside shit. 
True. But you have to deal with the outside shit. But they also gave you an interim champion. Yeah, and but I wish it would have been the further Habib and Ferguson at first. Right, it should have been because that yeah, would have unified the titles. But just never get what we want. I, I I'm glad Habib is champion right now, just for it to be clarification. But we need we need Connor to come and fight already. It's, like I mean, Ferguson Ferguson's injured. That's that's out of the picture. That one's done because ultimately we don't know what's up with Connor's legal troubles. Ferguson's injured though; he's out. It's obvious. I mean, obviously that's what they were trying to make happen was to make Connor fight, and then this whole shit went down in fucking New York, and it threw a little monkey wrench into it. And it's I wonder if they stop him from fighting now that like he's on bail and shit. No, because Ozdemir fought. Right. Well, here it's like I said, man. They're gonna get it cleared up by July at the latest so that gives you if it's hap- if they get it cleared up before the beginning of July for international fight week they can announce that hey in September we're going to Moscow hey bro we might get Connor versus Mayweather with no shoes in the octagon maybe no shoes shoeless you're shoeless <laughs> don't don't call me shoeless you're shoeless all right, let's <laughs> let's move on with this fight card. <laughs> Fucking hour into the show, we've only gotten through one fight <laughs> and spent most of the time discussing that fight, talking about Conor McGregor. No, I think most of the card was most of the time was weed, and then a little bit of that Conor. It's been like twenty minutes of Conor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of the thirty minutes we've been talking about this fight card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Damn. Alex Oliveira picked up Alex Oliveira picked up the short notice submission win over Carlos Condit. I'm sad for Condit, but I think he knows it too. He knows it. Well, he definitely knows it. We, I mean, I'm, I won't even. There's no sense of saving it for news. We'll just bring it in now. Uh, there was a story on MMA Fighting today. Uh, Carlos Condit saying, "Quote: Maybe my time has passed." <clears throat> Carlos uh, put out an Instagram post with uh, a picture of him just sitting up against the cage, eyes huge, blood all over his face and body, and says, uh, post choke out, where the fuck am I? What the fuck happened? Feeling kind of warm and fuzzy. Hope I didn't just piss my pants on live TV. Thousand yard stare. Uh, I've posted plenty of pictures looking like a badass, triumph- triumphant and powerful, but here's the flip side, crumpling and weak. Uh, he said, you know, I trained my ass off to come in for the fight. This is what leaving it all out there looked like Saturday. Much respect to my opponent and his team. Thanks for taking the fight in short notice. Uh, I don't know what's next, guys. I still love this game, and most days I still feel the fire to absolutely do uh, do what I love, but maybe my time has passed. Um, he says he's going to keep training, and if it leads him back to the octagon, you'll know he makes it bloody. Right now, he's just looking forward to some time off with his sons and working on a coffee um, company. If I, I, I don't know if the UFC signs him, I don't know exactly how many fights are left on his contract or any of that shit. I don't know, but why. I think the Bell, I think Bellator right now is the better fit for him. I don't even think he wants to fight anymore. Like I don't even think he just wants to fight anymore. It just looks like he's lost that the fucking the last two fights 
he's just looked like the, this fight. He looked a little bit more into it, but the two before yeah, that, I, I thought the, this fight he looked a little bit better. Like I, the, but the thing is, we only got a round, right? Round in the two before that, he just looked like he didn't want to even fight. Like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, because this one I saw, I saw pretty close because I saw Libera winning like a first half of the round, then Carlos coming back second half. Right. And then the the second round started, and then it was it was again back and forth, but then Oliveira landed an up kick, which seemed to knock Carlos out. And then he got a, I think it was a guillotine. Yeah, he got him in a guillotine. And uh, Carlos seemed, I think he even said it in his thing. I was like, I think he's out because I was here uh, fight companion with Frankie. I'm like, I think he's out. I think he's out. But then he came back too, and then it seemed like he. Like struggled a little bit, and then he tapped, but it seemed like he had gone out. And I think he even said it himself that he had passed out and then came to. And I think Oliveira said it too, like in an interview that Carlos had passed out, came so, back to, and then tapped out. So he let go of the choke a little bit when he passed out. Probably gave him enough. Someone go numb. Yeah, gave him gave him enough room to fucking breathe again, and then. Carlos is like, I gotta get up out of it. Yeah, I want, I want fucking Carlos to hang it up, man. I'm tired of watching him get beat like this. Mm-hmm. He's always been one of my favorites, but I don't want to see him keep fighting if he's gonna lose. Yeah. Like I said, maybe Bellator, depending on how many fights he has on his contract here, and if the UFC is willing to let him go, because the UFC and it's not past them to build off of someone's name. They'll do it all day. I think the days of protecting their Forrest Griffins and their Chuck Liddells are over. Especially with WME taking over and them caring more about money than anything. Yeah, like I said, I just, I don't know. I don't think Carlos just wants to fight anymore. Yeah. I don't think it's a matter of whether he doesn't want to be in the UFC or whatever. I just I just don't think he wants to fight. Do you think it's he doesn't want to fight or do you think these guys are passing him up? In skill, do you think it's the sport passing him up? A little of both. Because uh, it it could be them catching up skill-wise. Maybe before it was him, a technicality, a foot movement, you know, something that he had over the other guys. Just like with Ronda, she had her judo, and then these girls started picking up on the defensive judo and outstriking her because she wasn't a striker. I don't think it's so much that. I just think it's it's age and the wars. He has had a... Fucking war. It's like Robbie. You know what I mean? Like, they've just, Carlos, Robbie, like, they're guys that have just been through hell and fought, you know? Um, and Carlos has had a lot of, of wars with people over the years. And I think eventually that shit just catches up with you. Yeah, and, and the the little I've heard him speak, like in interviews and stuff like that, he seems like he still has it in there, and like, I hope he steps away while he still has it, because he's a very smart person. He seems like he's very articulate, he's very well-spoken, and, you know, if he continues to, well, like, sim- getting submitted isn't that bad, but like, he's he's going to take knocks to the head. What if he doesn't face a submission artist guy and just fucking puts a beating on him? Right. Like that's something that he has to worry about. Like he's 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 got a family. He wants to run a coffee business, like he's mentioned before. And if he's gonna be in and out, maybe it's time for him to choose, you know, one or the other. Maybe it's time for him to be a 
coaching at Jackson's and trying to run his business, his coffee business, and have his family. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make decisions for him, but you know, no, I mean, I, I don't want to see him keep getting beat up. It's like I said, I said last week, I said Saturday, and I've said numerous times on the show. When you start talking about retirement, it's just time to hang it up. Yeah. Like you're already one foot out the door. But I, his fight with Nate, I mean, his fight with Nick Diaz was a war. It was a he got beaten by George badly. Him yeah. and him and Johnny went to war. Him and Robbie, dude. Yeah, I him still, and I, him and Robbie. I think, I think he'd be Robbie. I think he. I think Robbie. he did too. Not still, Rob, but I think I think the fight should have leaned his way. No, I agree that he won. I think he won yeah. that fight too. Uh, who else has he gone to war with? I I paid off. I I, I lost twenty bucks in that, and I fucking I was pissed. Yeah, but so he. I mean, he's had a lot of wars in that, and I think it's just time catching up with him. Uh, he's been beaten up a lot. A lot of injuries, stuff like that, you know. And he's not like the fastest guy. Like he 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 can put it together well, and like he's a good striker. But he like he's not he doesn't have like a snappy jab. It's not like pop and then he's out. No, it's 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 out. It's like he he throws it and he's kind of there. He like he's got good head movement, but he's not like I don't know. He's powerful. Like maybe... He's powerful. He's not like a a super like Johnny Hendricks' power was um, back in the day when he was probably on steroids. Um, hey, I don't know allegedly. Look at him now, bro. Like I don't like accusing people of steroids, but that guy's like clearly one of the ones that you can that you can like point the finger at and be like, hmm, there's a good case, man. I know that not... one's a really good case. If you had to pick, if you had to pick anybody, if I had to pick anybody, Vitor, Vitor, I was gonna say if I had to pick anybody, they're gonna be Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. If I'm gonna go anybody for the fucking poster boy for pre and post USADA. They're going to have a fucking Portuguese accent. Yeah, a lot of them have fallen off. Jose Aldo. And <laughs> Burrell. We're about to see with uh, Dos Anjos. Mm. No, he's looked really good, though. He's looked good since going up to 70. Yeah. But he definitely there was a, a time on, at 55 where... It was a weight cutting issue, I think. He's too big for one fifty five. Too muscular. And all of a sudden he's not so jacked up. I'm sh- I, I got a feeling that, that Hafiel was on the gas when he was at fifty five. I could see it. Dude I I can't say I don't believe anything anymore. Can Canelo's fucking I'm hey, I'm calling I'm canceling this fight. Why? I thought you said you weren't on steroids. I'm not. My name's being slandered. Then why are you canceling the fight? This fight is canceled. <laughs> like there's no explanation why the fight is canceled besides that he tested positive for steroids and like that that's it. He tested positive for steroids. So like any I, I could believe if anything and everyone is probably on something. He heard Dempsey put Thank the death touch on him. <laughs> He heard Ryan Dempsey put the death touch on him. Did he fuck up that fight, too? The one where yeah. he broke his foot? He fucked up all of the fights. 
All of them in the history of everything. From the day Ryan Dempsey was born, he was just born a fight killer. Mm. (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) He really is fucking at UFC Injury Bug on Twitter. It's really ran by Ryan Dempsey. Uh, yeah, that's all I got on that. Um, I wish fucking UFC put up the goddamn judges' scores on their website. I'll start writing them down. Because I know this was... I can can give you mine, but... Uh, I know this was a split decision. Huh? Wasn't this... No, wasn't uh, Adesanya... Was it a majority decision? Was it a split? No, it was a unanimous decision. Two rounds to one. They gave Vittori the last round, and they gave Adesanya the first two. So isn't that unanimous? No, they don't go by the round. Well, no, unanimous would be all three rounds. Well, all three judges, right? Or all three judges gave him all three yeah. rounds. But all three, all three judges gave him. I thought it was a 29, 28, 29, 20. Oh, no, that was never mind. Actually, no, you're right. One of the judges gave it to Vittori, I think. Yeah, because I think that's why Vittori was so fucking pissy about how he thought he won the fight. Yeah, actually, you're right. One of the judges did give it because I think I heard Luke Thomas talking about how he don't, he doesn't know how. He's like, I I can see how they gave him the third round. He's like, but I don't know how they gave him the fucking first round. Yeah, that was the, the, a lot of people were kind of questioning whether the first round, um, <clears throat> not people. That that was what Vittori was trying to say is that he won the first. I had it yeah. two. I had it two rounds to one for for Adesanya. I I, yeah, thought he, it, I thought he yeah, won the first it, and clearly won the second, mm-hmm. and then I, I think if you look at the stats, it's kind of misleading just because the total strikes and the significant strikes are so close, and the takedowns are in Vittori's favor. But the two takedowns are in Vittori's favor in the third round, so I guess you'd give him that round. But if you go by the first two rounds and just look at how they were fought, Israel wasn't getting hit by anything. No, he was nothing at all. Out. He was gauging distance very well. He was using his feints very well and, and getting this guy to bite, bite on all of them and then coming in and out. Every time this guy would throw, he would just slip right out. Vittori caught him really with, like, two good straight rights. Mm-hmm. But that was about it. No, that like, was. ducked under everything, slipped out of the way of everything. He just he just wasn't there. And, like, he just gauged distance very well from his kickboxing. And background adesanya still outstruck him i mean it was close it was 67 to 60 total and 57 to 46 significant but people want to say that the hype train derailed i i don't think so i just think he fought marvin vittori which was very pressure heavy and he just came with the the right game plan and he just didn't land the heavy shots everybody sorry i didn't mean to cut you off against a guy like uh Israel Adesanya, who uses the distance very well, you have to get in on him. So you have to fucking pressure him. And you it's just Vittorio, you. Yeah, yeah Vittorio just wasn't doing – he just wasn't landing the correct shots. He was fighting a fucking very good kickboxer. Yeah, and he couldn't – like, he would try for something, and Adesanya would, would slip it and catch him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he could really commit to much. It was a it was a tough night at the office for Vittori. I don't know. I don't know what he was so pissed. He was, I know he was pissy trying to say that he got. I know he got eye poked once. Yeah, but yeah, he, he, did. he tried to say that when he got punched in the eye 
once he got poked in the eye and I've seen he got elbowed in the eye and he's like, it, Hey, that was a poke. Right. Like, that was an elbow. That was an elbow. I've seen the picture of the other poke out of, or yeah, Adesanya shared it on Twitter. The picture of the quote second poke that he was trying to cry about. And it was a completely closed fist into his fucking face. So he might've got poked in the eye, but by a knuckle. Yeah. Or he just got punched in the face. Yeah. So, but, um, it, it was a good fight. It was a tough test for Adesanya, and I think he he did well. Yeah, as far as the, the whole people people are so quick to want to throw all the hype trains over. The hype trains over because the guy didn't finish somebody. The hype trains over. Like, okay, cool, go ahead and jump off here. And when you know, let's, let's see what the guy could do. He still he stopped four takedowns. Dude, the guy's a phenomenal kickboxer, and he's got great takedown defense. He might have lost the third round, and he might have got stifled by the pressure. He's going to get better from this, and he's young. Yeah. He's going to get better. Yep. It's experience. It's what it is. You could... that's, what I, that's what I would tell my bosses. I'm like, I ha... they would be like, can you do this? I'm like, let me just get my hands on it, and I'll let you know. I'm like, let me get my hands on it, and I, get... I, can, do... I can do it. I'm like, I can't tell you by just looking at it. I'm like, I need to get my fucking hands on it, because then... I don't know. I can work with it. I right. know how it works. It's just, I don't know where I was going with that. But no, well, he needs more time in there learning how to defend this in real time. And sparring is one thing, but real time is another. And when you have a guy like Vittori that has eight submissions trying to get you down, you're going you're gonna to try to keep him off as much as you can. Well, what I think, I can't remember if it was, if it was Anik that brought it up. But I think one of them said that he fought in an organization that um, was kickboxing with takedowns. Oh, okay. That's why he's pretty good at the... Yeah, so he's already got experience. Yeah, so he's already got experience, you know. And they said that, like, they... I think it was Dom that was like, yeah, that... I think a lot more kickboxers should spend time in that kind of organization before they try to go to MMA to get accustomed yeah. to to dealing with takedowns more. And I think he was a, a little bit more pressure heavy in the third round because he was trying to get something done and he was coming forward more on uh Vittori and allowing him to to get the takedowns in the third round. But he already had banged two rounds and with the last one just don't get finished, he kind of right. had it. Right. So I I don't think it's anything to be like, "Guy, right, stop the fucking train." It's like Right. It's a win. He might not have gotten a ton up in the ladder, but one rum up isn't bad. A number up isn't bad. A win is a fucking win. Yeah. And uh, and he didn't take any damage. And it was like, uh, I think it was Anik that said, because this is his first time ever going to the decision. So <laughs> he's like, well, maybe it's, you know, it's probably, it's, it looks like it might be a good thing for you that it'll, uh, or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't Anik. It was Luke Thomas. Um, Luke Thomas was talking to him Monday or Sunday or something. And he said, well, maybe it's a good thing, you know, uh, that because it's, it's not, you didn't knock him out in a fast flashy. So the UFC is going to pump the brakes a little and not try to shove you into a position too far, too fast. And and if we, and if we get him fast again, they, they don't necessarily have to throw someone high up the rum again. They can give him someone in Vittori, maybe a rum up Vittori, maybe, Somewhere around that range again if they want to bring him back fast. Because like I said, he didn't take any damage. Nah. Not even like bring him back fast. I'm just saying like push. 
If he would have if he would have knocked Vittori out in the first or second round with something flashy, they would have yeah, fucking were... pushed him super Top hard. 10. Yeah. Top ten right Top away. Top ten right away. And that's why Luke was saying, like, give it the slow build. Um yeah. Sometimes the slow build is deserved. I think and it's smart. I, I I think yeah, and I think it's gonna it's gonna help out on the side. Let him get some grappling in and by that I mean some jujitsu. And some more wrestling. Maybe well, he needs to work on some offensive wrestling. Don't fuck one. Don't fuck somebody that could be a potential star mm-hmm. up by putting them in a situation ahead of their skill set too fast. Yeah, that's it. Like just... they, they, they they can play Adesanya right. They could play uh, fuck what's her name, uh, Jujitsu girl, uh, Dern McKenzie. Yeah, dude. They 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 got a lot of young people. That I know they want to build up fast, but they got very bright futures, and I hope the UFC doesn't fuck them up. This this was a right step for Adesanya, and I, I'd like to see an, another similar one to this. I agree. I agree. Opening fight of the main card, Michelle Waterson picked up the decision against Courtney Casey. Um, Look, Adi, Adi. I, I missed this fight. Saturday, I watched it for the first time today. Um, what were your thoughts? I kind of, I kind of thought that, um, watching it today, like I when when they announced Sal Diamato gave it to Courtney Casey twenty nine twenty eight, I was kind of. Like I, I, I get that. I understand that. I see that. Yeah. I could have seen this fight going for Courtney Casey, be- I, because I thought she did more on the feet early in the first. I mean, right off the bat, she fucking clocked Michelle and like mm-hmm. wobbled mm-hmm. her on the feet. She was definitely dominant, and Michelle took her down, and they gave her control time for that. But realistically, she wasn't doing anything on the bottom. As far or on the on the top or, or on the ground, she, she never really passed, except for coming out of um, off of like failed submission attempts in the scramble, and that's how she passed a couple times. But besides that, I thought Casey was doing more from she was the more active person on the ground. Um, she was throwing a lot of shots. She was trying submissions a lot. And really, a few more seconds on the clock, she probably takes that arm and finishes it. Cause she was she was fucking close, and you could tell when the buzzer went off and she screamed out "fuck" that she knew yeah. she she had it finally, and she was right there. This was a tough fight to to kind of score. In in the fact that Courtney Casey was landing heavy shots. Like you, like you noted earlier, yeah, early yeah. on, she 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 hurt Michelle Waterson, where like she hit her with one shot that took Michelle off her feet, like it rattled her, like to the right. point where Michelle got out of there fast. And I think it was the game plan, no matter what, right away to come in and use her one two, use combos of her kicks and get out of there right away and get far away and use distance, distance and footwork against Casey. And I think she outworked her and outstruck her, but necessarily didn't do the more damage. 
And I think she used the takedowns to get the points because she used one in every single one of the rounds in order to take the rounds. And I think she did what she needed to do in order to get the round. But it was tough because, like I said, Casey was going for the submissions, landing the hard shots that if she would have put together a one, two, three combo, Michelle would have gone out. She would have been out. But we didn't see those. Like it's it's tough. right, right, and like the control and the control definitely had the control time was definitely an influence on the fight too. But mm-hmm. the thing, like I said, is is how much was it really Michelle controlling Courtney and keeping her there, unless Courtney instead of just trying to go for these submissions, like actually attempting to try to escape. Yeah, and try because to get she wasn't. Up. She wasn't trying yeah. to get up. She was trying to create scrambles to get into positions to submit her. Michelle wasn't passing. She didn't get out of the full guard into half guard until at, until off of a scramble. And Courtney took her back in the third. Um, and was was beating a you know beating on her head until she tried to take until she took that arm at the end, and then eventually got it, but just ran out of time. I'm not. I don't think she was robbed. It sucks because that's two fights in a row that I think Courtney had. It was a close enough fight that she could have won. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset. I could have. I could have seen it going either way. Michelle yeah. won it, in my opinion. I think it was just. I. I. I didn't disagree with Saudi Amato giving it twenty nine twenty eight to Casey. Good fight. It was a, it was a very good fight. good fight, and and really, it was awesome. On, it was an awesome performance on Michelle's part because yeah. I thought, and I think the announcers, everybody, all thought, um, and then, you know, we talked about it on the show that that Casey was so much bigger, she was just going to go in there and bully her, mm-hmm. and Michelle and- did a lot of the clinch work up against the cage and controlled her, and she came with a game plan and she executed yeah. the game plan. She looked good. She yeah. looked good. Both uh, in the martial arts way and uh, physically, she had the booty. <laughs> yeah, she looked good. Both. She used to be like a model of sorts, right? Yeah. Before she was a fighter. I think so. I think so. Uh, Fox... Prelim featured fight, shoe face, cut of the zapato. Yeah, man, shoe face has looked good recently. Yeah, dude, this was this was at one eighty five. He was at two hundred five. I think he used to fight at heavyweight. He won. He won the Ultimate Fighter the, Brazil yeah, at heavyweight. Right. And then he he was fighting at two hundred five. I think in, he was just a small kind of like Rashad won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. And now Rashad's ultimately at one eighty five too. As well, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, shoe face uh, looked uh, destructive yeah, as you did to at least. This is his fifth fight, fifth win in a row. He's uh, he's really effective with his jits. One takedown, one submission attempt. Yeah, that since was... uh, since his loss. Daniel Kelly back in 2016 he's got four submission wins and one 
uh, one decision win over Marvin Vittori. And that's because Vittori is a really good submission fighter as well. Yeah. But yeah, dude, shoe face is that dude. Yeah, he's a big, big 185er with really good jits. That's not someone that you would want to throw at Adesanya. And his boxing has looked good. Yeah, his striking has gotten better. Yeah, his striking has has gotten a lot better. It was a lot more clumsy and doofy. He, he's cleaned it up a lot more. It's crisp, uh, crisp now. Yeah, and he uses it very well to get in on people and be like, "Hey, you want to see my jits real quick?" Right, nigga, choke. <laughs> it wasn't even. I mean, I don't even. It wasn't even really a clean rear naked choke. No, he was like he I was, said. He's powerful. Man. He was he's still on the job, man. Yeah. He's... Well, think about it. If he was fucking with uh two with heavyweights and he won the show at heavyweight, and then he's like, I guess I'll start eating healthy and fight at two oh five, and they're like, Hey, dude, you should get serious. I was like, I guess. Fucking some kind of diet, and I'll drop down to 185 because it's three divisions. And it's funny because if you see Rashad, you could see the chunkiness from his heavyweight days to now. He's jacked. <laughs> and he's not, not even ranked. Who, Shoe Face? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not up there. He's not even ranked. That's crazy. Five. Yeah, not even at uh, 205. Nope. Nope, he I, should. I, 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 put he him in Brett Tavares. Yeah. But Tavares doesn't want to fight down. He wants no. to fight Bisbee. Right. He needs he needs a top 15 opponent next. Yeah. Jocto. Jocto just dropped down after that loss. Yeah. Does Jocto want it to? <laughs> Does Jocto want to get submitted? Does Jack don't want to fight anybody after that performance? No. Speaking of bad performances, man, uh, not even bad performance because it was a good knockout, but uh, Muslim Salikov. The master of kung fu. That that was a bad fight. It was boring. Yeah, it was a boring-ass fight. So boring. I think Rainey was last uh, late minute replacement, but still. Yeah, he was. He, he, was, he was. I think he. Yeah, he was a uh, late replacement. But yeah, even with the knockout, it was still like. Yeah, it just leading everything into that knockout. And that knockout just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like Salikov was throwing like one punch at a time. Rainey was landing in the first round. It seemed like was landing a little bit more. Yeah, he outstruck him eleven to eight. 11 and 9 in the first round. Yeah, there was no fucking strikes thrown. No, they didn't do shit. Then picked it up a little in the second. Yeah. Sekulov gets the knockout. Yeah. Uh, John Moraga picked up the decision win over Wilson Hayes. This one was a good fight. That was a really good fight. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed by Moraga's uh, jujitsu, my friend, against... Uh, Wilson Hayes. Yeah. Even uh, Hayes had really good defense, but I was more impressed by Moraga's offense. Yeah, well, Moraga's the, got great chokes. Yeah, like, and he he almost got in a couple of them, the yep. fucking guillotine that couple, he got in the beginning. A couple of guillotines. 
Yeah, you could see Will. You could see uh, Wilson fighting for it, and you could see him grimacing because it was getting sunk in as he was fighting for it. The only way he got out of it was because he had the proper defense while fighting the takedown to get on the proper side. Dude, he did so, a, a sweet, sweet sweep. And I think it was the third round. Um, he went in for a takedown. Moraga was trying to counter with a with a uh, <coughs> Kimura. And fucking haste just shifted and swept him and like quick spun. Oh, it, was, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. And um, haste is good, man, but Moraga's got the better striking and he's got really, really good jujitsu. Haste's striking is just, it's just not that good, man. I mean, it's okay. It's decent. But yeah. I mean, we saw it against Mighty Mouse. Henry Cejudo pieced him up like really good Whoa. strikers are going to fucking piece him apart. Yeah. And we saw Moraga take advantage of that. Yeah. That was a good win for Moraga, though. I mean. Yeah. I like Moraga. I do, too. He's a tough fighter. He reminds me of a hood dude from Chicago. He's number 10. Like, he's, he's a tough guy. Tough, tough I like boy. his back tattoo, but, you know, whatever. That's whatever. <laughs> that Phoenix thing, whatever. It is. He's had it. He's had it touched up before, but he won't get rid of it. So it's got to signify something. He's from Arizona. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't fucking know, bro. It's really bad, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, it's it is bad. It is bad. And uh, speaking of Christoph Jocko, knocked out by Brad Tavares in the third round. Yeah. An otherwise not very exciting fight. I've always talked shit about Tavares, and again, he doesn't disappoint in a boring fight, but then gets the TKO. Somehow he always winds up to, like, draw his guys into, like, sleep to where he gets to knock them out because, like, he bores them in the fight or something. I don't know what it is. I think it's just he gra- he gets a hold of him and he, like, drains him. Yeah. Like, he's very slow with his fucking setting up his strikes and it's single strikes and it's single heavy strikes and... It's not a very exciting style, and he just did it to Jock, though. He kind of just put it on him till he knocked him out in the third, but it was a boring fight. Yeah, it was not an exciting fight at all. But somehow he always seems to do it. I think the right, he does. He Somehow he pulls it out. I think the most important thing to talk about from this fight is what the fuck is Brad Tavares thinking calling out Michael Bisbing? Yeah, I don't know. He's gonna get pieced up on that one. He's he doesn't deserve to fight Bisbing. What what no. what is there for He's Bisbing? Fifteen to, to six. He's gonna jump up nine spots. And it's Bisbing's last fight. He's gonna go out fighting Brad Tavares. Yeah, I don't think so. Get out of here. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a Brad Tavares hater. But I'm not, no, like I'll give him credit, dude. He he he's got a lot of wins. Yeah. His losses are to Whitaker, Bosch, and Romero. Like, those aren't guys to, like, fucking poo-poo at. Right. But. But he's not the most exciting. Yeah. He's got a lot of decisions. You're not, you're not, you're not, no. You're not in that spot to try to fight Bisping yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, fight past prelims. Gilbert Burns picks up the KO win over Dan Moret. Yeah. Burns is a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah. No, he he's. I mean, he's always been dangerous as fuck on the ground, but now he's got two knockouts in a row. He's starting. I think he landed a right hook and then followed her up with a right uppercut. He just followed him. He just followed him with that, and it was landing pretty accurate. 
heavy shots. Yeah. It's got power, man. It's got yeah. power. Got the, he's got the power. And he's got the gist to back it up if he needs it. For sure. That's the thing. Is like if he's piecing you up on the floor or on the ground, do you really want to take it to or on the feet? Do you really want to take it to the ground? No. That's not going to do anything good for you. So, uh, Lauren Mueller picks up the decision win in her debut over Shayna Dobson. I'm in love with Lauren Mueller. She's her fighting style. She's a hottie. Mm-hmm. She's she's really good. Yeah, she's, she is, she's I, very I, good. She, she she looked good in her debut. Yeah, she's got really good head movement. She moves very well. She's very aggressive. Uh, Shayna Dobson did some really good things though. She, I think she might have outstruck her. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, she outstruck her seventy four to seventy and sixty eight to fifty eight. Significant. It was it was the jab. So uh, Dobson was throwing the jab out there a lot more, trying to pick her shots, trying to land the right. And uh, Lauren was just attacking, attack. Like whenever she decided to, to hit you, she was coming with full force every time, and it was a one, two, three combo ended by a kick. And then uh, again, she had very good head movement. Yeah. Well, and Dobson, like she clocked her good early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was this was a really good fight. They're yeah. both really good fighters, but I think I think Lauren's aggression and the I think she had more significant strikes. I don't know why Dobson has. More, because Lauren landed the the heavier of the strikes, in my opinion. Right. And it was a close fight. I definitely would have given two rounds to to one for Mueller. Yep, I agree with that. Super hot. I'm gonna keep my eyes on her. Me too. Me too. She's, She's coming out of coming off the contender series. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's. She trains with Dominic Cruz. Yeah. She. Yeah. That's right. She's an alliance girl. There's a lot of good girls over there at that camp. A lot of good girls. So she's she's in a good camp for women's MMA. One twenty five pound division. We got some girls. Yeah. No, we just need to get a championship fight. Yeah. Uh, Yushin Okami gets a decision win over Diego Lima. Uh, Okami six takedowns. That's pretty much the super most- boring fight. Very. Goddamn terrible. But the, the the interesting thing about it was uh, Okami's takedown that led into a back take, and he it seemed like he landed it at will. It seemed like it was a very like normal thing that he was like. I've never. It's not that I've never seen it happen in UFC. It's just you don't see it happen that way. And it seemed like Lima was just kind of letting it happen almost. Maybe it was because of the broken rib. I don't know how early on he suffered it, but every takedown lead to it led to like Yushin Okami sweeping to take the back. I don't know. It was weird, but, but that fight yeah, was super, boring. Yeah, very boring, but super dominant by Okami. Maybe because of the broken rib. Yeah. But Okami is super jacked at 170. This, Yeah, this was at 170, dude. Yeah, I know. Okami's Okami used to, yeah. used to being at 85. He looks good. Yeah. He looked he looked good there. Mm-hmm. And needed to coming off that loss. Or no, is this at 85? Was this at 85? No, this was at 70. What did he do? Fight OSP at 205? Then this, yeah. This... Okay. What the fuck? Well, but that one, was on, that one was on late notice, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. 
I think he just stepped in because they didn't have an opponent in Japan for OSP. Yeah. So they're like, uh, who's Japanese? They're like, Okami, can you make weight? He's like, I can make 205. They're like, all right, you're in. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what they did, those bastards. Pretty much. Let's breeze through these last couple fights. Well, I mean, we got to talk about this one. Uh, Adam uh, Wisniak gets the second... Oma Plata submission finish in the UFC's history against Arjun St. Bueller. Dude, this is Arjun St. Bueller's fault 100%. Well, yeah. He did it to himself. Yeah, he was fucking dominating Dude, this fight. He was piecing him up in the strike on the feet. He was landing heavy strikes. And then for some reason, he's like, take down. And that, and that was the first round. And then the second round started off again. Him beating the shit out of this guy. And then he's like, you know what? I'm winning, and I'm land- I'm not getting hit, and I'm hitting this guy. I think I'm going for the takedown again, well, and boom. It's what he does, I guess. I was going to say, know. wrestling is his, is his background. Like, that's yeah. what he does. And I guess but you're it's right. in hindsight. It's in hindsight, you know. But to be honest, if, you, if Arjun would have gone off the first round, he would have seen that Adam had a very, very active uh, guard. Right, very active guard. He was, he was, he had the feet on the hips. He was trying to wiggle out. He was stripping out a lot. He was trying to, trying to get angles. He was trying to get position on, uh, on Arjun while Arjun was in guard. And then the second round came again, and Arjun did the same thing, but this time Adam decided to put the fucking his foot across the face and get the, the omoplata. And it seemed like Arjun didn't really have a defense for it at all. Adam slowly fell into it, like little by little. He just, it was step by. It, it seemed like it was step by step. Like if an instructor was there with me, giving me the step by step, it seemed like Adam was getting a step by step by. Like if a coach was next to him, Arjun had no no defense to it. He was on his knees, so he had no power to push off of or to like uh, to roll forward. And Adam had like. Dominant, like a hundred percent crank on it. As soon as, it, like, you, I don't know. It seemed like he had no defense for it. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's never seen it. Maybe he's like maybe just yeah. doing jujitsu. Yeah, maybe. I mean, jiu is probably pretty new to him. And like the omoplata is a rare technique, but you have to know what it is, right? Like it's rare because people don't get caught in it, right? Because it's not an easy thing to pull off. Yeah. And you have time to fucking get out. Yeah, it just it, it, it seemed like it seemed like Arjun, like I said, it sounded like Adam had like he was going through the steps and they were all clicking into place. And it seemed like Arjun was just like stuck there, like not doing anything and not even attempting to do anything. He stayed on his knees. He didn't try to roll forward. He just kind of stayed there and let this guy get the foot across the face and put like it was. I don't know. It was fucked he, up. Let's get some jits. Yeah, yeah, he was dominating, bro, and he had a good takedown. Go practice. This guy, this guy could be a killer, but let's get some jits. We'll file that in the uh, things that should have never happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Alejandro Perez gets the knockout win over Matthew Lopez. Uh, Lopez, you fucking using his wrestling on uh, this guy, and then Perez is like, you know what? Fuck that. Crack, crack. Knock him out. Knock him out. 
And... But uh, it seemed like Lopez uh, got tired. He he was controlling this guy. Got the takedown or got the takedowns early on. And um, he he had him in a deep rear naked choke, to where Alvarez was smart enough to fight off the hand that was across the chin, and and whack him with the other with the other free hand to uh, distract this guy enough to where he could spin out of it. And he just he got out of all the attempts and kind of nullified what the takedown had led to, which led to no offense for Lopez, which has got him tired. Right. Alejandro Perez just outstruck him after that point and fucking knocked him out eventually. Not, not even, it was a TKO. He was landing uppercuts. Eventually, Matthew Lopez wasn't even covering up. He was just looking down, taking shots from Perez. The ref had to step in and end it. That. Mexican brother, man. Actually, they were both Mexican. One uh, Lopez was American, though. But uh, Perez was Mexican, man. 100%. I <laughs> got nothing. No? Got nothing. Uh, Mr. Becky Lynch picks up the decision win over Patrick Williams. Uh, Becky Lynch was there, dude, looking yeah, fine. Always so looking was Dolph fun. Ziggler. I, I love me some Becky Lynch in that accent. Ooh, wee. Always looking fine. Yeah, she was there, though, showing her boyfriend support. Um, good fight, but it's early on. For, it's early on for Luke, Sand, Luke, Luke Sanders. Um, he's got a lot to work on. He, he he's got a lot of the tools needed. I think he just needs to know how to put them together, like uh, combinations. He's got very good strikes, but they're more. He's just landing one twos and getting out of there, and he's not mixing it up as much. He needs to throw in more hooks, and he needs to to try to get more combos out of it and maybe go to the body more and co- incorporate some more kicks. We didn't see a lot of that. He was more headhunting, more or less, and um, pushing this guy against the cage and controlling him against the cage whenever Patrick Williams would land anything. Luke Sanders does need to keep his hands up a little bit more. He did get caught with a big left hand, I think, in the second towards the end. Then he came out with his hands up in the third and didn't have problems with that again. But I like Luke Sanders, not only because he's dating Becky Lynch, but because, um, like I said, he's got a lot of the tools. He just needs to mix, mix them up. He just needs to mix them up a little bit better and put them together a little bit better. Yep. Overall, it was a good fight card, though. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I had another fight companion, so you guys could check that out, me and Frankie. Frank Mysterio Jr., <laughs> Watch the fights. Yeah. Is Frankie yeah, going? Yeah, he's going. Yeah. He's got a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Toucan from the rewrites. That's right. That's right. Hell yeah. It's going to be fun. Bellator 198. Yeah. Yeah. Here versus Fedor. Yeah, there we go. Emilianenko. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into these uh, get into these news stories and get up out of here because I gotta take a piss. Too much liquids. Uh, Mike Perry versus Yancey Medeiros is slated to happen at UFC 226. Mike Perry, Mike Perry, that's a good fucking fight. Yeah, I I I thought he was gonna fight uh, Meal, the B 
bearded Viking guy? Yeah, he did try to go beard versus beard with a McMill. That didn't happen, though. Nope. Nope, but I like this fight. I like this fight a lot. Uh, even though it was a good card, UFC on Fox 29 only draws 2,020,000 viewers. Uh, People, these fights were free. Yeah. It's Watch them. The fourth lowest watched Fox card to date, um, but still beat the NHL playoffs for <laughs> for the for to win most of the key demographics. All right, at least we beat them. Yeah. So coming off the heels of that, it was reported today that uh, ESPN and Fox are going to bid to split the UFC broadcasting rights. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I know it doesn't make sense, right? It's kind of weird. It is weird. <clears throat> let me kind of uh, give a little, let me read this and kind of break it down a little bit. So uh, the package would move um, fifteen as many as 15 events to the new subscription streaming service of ESPN+. Plus. So <laughs> do I have to buy an additional ESPN now that I have Fight Pass? Like, am I not going to be able to see those even though I have Fight Pass or do do I get them because I have fight pass? That's that's and that was yeah. That's that's a big question because do I have to pay for another fucking streaming service? Because I'm not going to do it. No, I don't want to pay for another streaming service. I already have fight pass. Yeah, and if I, already... I have fight pass, then why am I not getting them on there? Yeah, they should they should be. Um, <clears throat> if they're smart, they'll do like the fifteen fight pass fucking fight cards that they do a year they put those on espn plus yeah yeah it, it should be whatever's on fight pass is on espn and you buy whatever application you want to buy to watch them on right if you want all the old content from fight pass then buy fight pass and you get the fights on there well the if thing... you want just the espn app with the fights on there then that's what you want well that's yeah that's the thing like if you just want to watch these 15 fights that aren't on uh, that you used to have to just pay for to have fight for fight pass. Now you don't have to pay as much to just get those fights, but you're not going to get the fight pass prelims and stuff like that. So that that would be the smart way to do it if I'm yeah. them. But uh, the pre- maybe that's why they've always kept them fight pla- fight pass exclu- uh, exclusive prelims. So here's here's where it kind of gets a little interesting as far as for the UFC and why I can why they're 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 going to try to do this. Uh, according to sources with knowledge of the proposal, it says that ESPN has signaled that it would be willing to pay between 120 to 180 million per year to add the Endeavor owned mixed martial arts league to its collection of live event rights. Well, to be honest, they need it on ESPN. Well, UFC being the premier organization. Well, and this is and this is what also so Fox, which currently pays 100, already only pays 120 or pays 120 million per year. Would be willing to see that uh, number increase to a little more than two hundred million. So, if you're the UFC, you're looking at taking your broadcast rights, splitting them up, and getting almost three hundred to four or over three hundred to four hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's that, a lot of money. That's your fucking. That's that's part of your payment back to Goldman Sachs for the loan on the four billion that you're in debt. Yeah. 
every year. So, yeah. but yeah, if they're smart, that's what they do. They they split it with the ESPN plus shit is just the fight pass cards. Yeah. If it's not, and I have to pay extra just to get those fights, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, exactly. And how, who watches ESPN Plus? I got rid of my ESPN. Well, and I have the option of adding it for five bucks, and I do not add it because I do not need it. Well, ESPN Plus just launched. It's a okay. new. It's a new separate streaming service for ESPN. Mm-hmm. I don't even have ESPN because I'm like fuck. Where this. you can pay, it's like five bucks a month, and you get certain content. You don't get access to the entire ESPN like stuff. You just get certain, like there'll be some certain live ESPN events that'll happen on ESPN Plus and some shit like that. <clears throat> um, f- from what I understand about it, but I don't even watch ESPN, so yeah, ESPN uh, launched l- last week. Um, it airs okay, so it's. It airs hundreds of, hundreds of hours of both live and original programming, live sports and original programming, including in the deal are access to Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, college sports, international soccer, rugby, cricket, golf, tennis, and much more, and costs four ninety nine a month. Um, with like the baseball and hockey and shit during the season, you get like you can watch one game of each a day. Like a certain game a day or something like that. You get one of them. That's about it. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, it's a smart move by them, by the UFC, if they do it, to split the rights. Get paid, yeah. get some more money. But if I got to pay more money, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Yeah. So. That too. I'm not trying to pay more money. Right. Um, last story of the night. No, I'm sorry. We got two stories. Uh, Bellator MMA signs former UFC heavyweight Timothy Johnson. So, Cop Stash is now going to uh, gonna be fighting in Bellator. Don't do some damage there. Yeah, he'll be all right over there. There's not as much fucking killer. Heavyweights. There's no Francis and Ganu over in over in Bellator. To be honest, I'd always thought uh, Timothy Johnson never really took it seriously, just because he always had the floppy gut. He was always super fat for the division, and he was. I thought he was good enough to where if he worked on his conditioning and he worked on some stuff, he could be in title contention or even in the top ten, like float around the top ten. Just I, I think he got tired. I think he, he poured it on heavy at first, then he would just tire out right away because of his fucking floppy gut. Yeah. That's a good place for him to land, though. Yeah. I think he'll do good in Bellator. I think so, too. I think so, as well. Uh, final story of the night. The PFL has now revealed its roster and event schedule for 2018, the PFL being the former World Series of Fighting. Um, <clears throat> their first fight card is going to be June 7th. Uh, it's going to be 11 fights. 
between featherweights and heavyweights. You've got, uh, what is it? Six, seven, seven fights. So six fights for the, the heavyweight or featherweights and five for the light heavyweight or the heavyweights. Jesus Christ. Uh, their schedule starting in June is going to go, uh, Chicago, Washington, Long Island, another one in Long Island in August, two in Atlantic City in August. Uh, then their playoffs will start October 5th and then culminating in the championship, uh, October or in December 31st. Um, what channel is it going to be on? Because I'll def- I'll I'll I, check it out. I think it's going to be on NBC Sports still. Like, uh, uh the sweet. World I got NBC one. Sports. Um, let's see. There's a lot of there's a, a ton of former UFC and Bellator World Series of Fighting and Strike Force guys that are involved in the PFL this season. Um, some former champions like Jake Shields, who was. Uh, Lance Palmer, Will Brooks is now in the PFL, um, and Andre Harrison, who was the undefeated featherweight champion from PFL. So uh, you got recently released UFC lightweights Rashid Magomedov and Chris Wade, Russian heavyweight prospect Dennis Koltsov, and welterweight. Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov, the younger brother of Habib. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Lance Palmer, probably the most, and uh, and yeah, and Habib's little brother. Or no, no, not Habib's little brother. It's the other Magomedov. Uh, Will Brooks at lightweight. Ramsey the gyms there at lightweight. Uh. Jake Shields and Habib's brother there at 170. Rick Stories in in the mix. Uh, so it should be interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like an you gonna you gonna go? You gonna go to that PFL event in Chicago? I might I might have to check it out. I might have to get my credentials and be like this media guy, psych. But I might just go check it out. You should try to get media credential. That's I don't what, want to do all that shit. We should, dude, we should see if we can get media credentials. <laughs> I just want to see the fights. Does it give me to go free fights? Can I get free fights? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, bro. You get free fights. I don't even know what it is. You get to watch free fights and shit. And then you get to go to like all the media stuff and ask questions. Then I get to report on it. Yeah, of course you got to report on it. <laughs> nah, bro, I'm gonna hoard that information. <laughs> all right, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, you got anything for the end of the show before we go? Um, take a break if you're tired. I need it. <laughs> I need to take a day off. Yeah. But uh, also get it when get it when it, the getting's good. 
make, they like to say. Make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, there we go. I don't uh, know which one. I don't know which one I'm trying to do right now, but I'm tired of shit <laughs> and the work doesn't stop. But I need the money, so and that hundred forty dollar ticket isn't helping. So. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I have uh, to suck it up for now. <laughs> You'll get, get get you a vacation, bro. Get you a vacation. Take a couple days off. I'll probably just knock out after work tomorrow, and yeah. I won't record. There you go. Re- re- recharge them batteries, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to be joined by the one and only Blake from the Loaded Joes on Thursday. What? So, yeah. Yeah, I think Blake's going to come on and talk a little shit and help well, us. We're on his fucking platform. We are. We're on his Loaded Joes network, so we can talk about all that and talk about fights and yeah talk about how bad i gotta take a piss right now aye, aye. <laughs> for rafael chidez i'm jeff shanahan thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on thursday for another episode of the average joe's mma show